Hi everybody, this is your old buddy Johnny Mays. Welcome you to the podcast today. God is a good God, a great God, an awesome God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the wonderful Counselor, the mighty God. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace, Thou art welcome in this place. That little chorus has been on my heart this morning. And I've been thinking about the Holy Spirit. The third person, as he's often mentioned, as the, of the Godhead. The promise of the Father that Jesus talked about in the book of Acts, chapter 1. And it was him that Jesus made reference to in, in, in the Gospel of John. When he said, I'm going to send you a comfort of the Holy Spirit. How many are just so absolutely grateful, thankful that God has given us the Holy Spirit. And with the gift, with the person of the Holy Spirit came gifts of the Spirit. In fact, spiritual gifts is what I want to talk about today on the broadcast. Uh, That endowment of extraordinary power which is imparted to us by the Holy Spirit. These supernatural graces given to individual Christians as they are needed and as they were needed, especially in the times of the apostles, to fulfill the mission for the church during their days. It's as real today as it was then. In fact, we've seen gifts mentioned all the way back in the Old Testament in the the book of Isaiah chapter 5. We find that biblical passage referring to the characteristics of that messianic figure understood by Christians to be uh, the Lord Jesus Christ who would be empowered by the Spirit of the Lord. And if you remember in Luke chapter 4, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord. In that even in some of the older Hebrew texts, Uh, We find the Spirit of the Lord as described as those six characteristics of wisdom and understanding, as counsel, as might, as knowledge, as fear of the Lord. In fact, fear of the Lord is mentioned a second time in that Hebrew text. Listen, friends, there's no doubt in my mind that spiritual gifts are being offered by the Holy Spirit, presented by the Holy Spirit, and are given to men and to women for the purpose of giving glory and honor and power to Christ and to bring about the ministry of the church. In the, no, in the New Testament, the gifts are, uh, of the Holy Spirit uh, were for the purpose of the entire church, the entire body of Christ. And they are described in the New Testament like in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and Romans 12, Ephesians 4, and then again in 1 Peter chapter 4. All of these passages 
touch on the spiritual gifts that are originating in the person of the Holy Spirit. In the narrowest sense of definition, we're talking about a theological term of extraordinary graces. These extraordinary graces that are given to us as believers, as Christians, and the and they're given for the good of others. Amen. And we're talking about graces given for our own personal growth, our own personal sanctification. Amen. To grow up in wisdom. Amen. But to have wisdom, to have understanding, to have the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Praise God. And these are the gifts that we need on a personal level. But then these extraordinary gifts extend themselves to what I would call callings, amen, or offices or stations within the church. We find that in Ephesians chapter 4. It talks about the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, which are there to help, there to help. These gifts apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. It says Christ gave these gifts to the church. They're gifts from the Lord to the church. And they have a responsibility. Their responsibility is to equip God's people for the purpose of doing the work of Christ and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Why? Until we come into such unity in our faith and also in the knowledge of God's Son that we may be mature. Mature. Mature means we measure up, amen, to the full and complete standard of Christ. You see, the Bible says that they're there that we no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown away uh, by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is in fact indeed the head of his body, the church. And he is the one that makes the whole body fit together perfectly in each part doing its own work. This is the purpose of the, what we sometimes call the fivefold ministry apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And they're not stated in rank, one being more important than the other, one being lesser than the other, because they all have their own purpose in the body of Christ. And they all have their own uh ministry in the body of Christ. And what I'm talking about here today is you perhaps being able to recognize those gifts in the church in order that you might know that these are individuals that are in the body of Christ for the purpose of your spiritual growth. And you need to recognize them, need to know them, and need to understand what they're there to do for the entire church. 
And also, you need to look into your own heart and say, God, have you, are you calling me into one of these places, these positions, so that I am going to be operating as a teacher or as an evangelist or perhaps a pastor or a prophet or an apostle? You say, well, Brother Johnny, what's, what's, the, what's the difference between these? Uh, well, in some ways, they're, they're, they, they're, they're more alike than they are different. In fact, in more ways than not, they're more alike than they are different because they are all apt to teach. They all have wisdom. They all have discernment. They all can operate in the spirit, that prophetic spirit. Uh, they can all operate in that way. They can all evangelize. They can all be soul winners. Uh, they can do any and every and all of these things. In fact, I would say that they're apt to do all of these things. However, when it comes to game time, so to speak, uh, they take their position to heart and focus in on a certain mission. And that mission may be teaching like teaching children or teaching the, 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 the Sunday school class or teaching in the Bible college or, or teaching at the mission. They're teachers. They teach God's word and they specifically spend their time studying uh, you know, the word of God both in, in its... They spend their time in that area of... of bringing information to the body of Christ. Uh, that's a teacher. A pastor is someone who's considered a shepherd, an under-shepherd. He's leading a body, a group of people, small or large, uh, and his leadership skills are perhaps more demanding than the teacher's leadership skills though the teacher would have skills like that as well. But the pastor's leadership usually involves not only leading the people of the church, but also setting the pace uh, for other ministries in his church or their churches, as there may be more than one pastor. The prophet is that individual that has that discernment, that spiritual insight to the body of Christ. He recognizes sometimes uh, the errors that are occurring or perhaps an evil which is encroached upon the church or the circumstance concerning the community in which the church is involved or even in individual lives. But he does so, he doesn't speak a new revelation, something new revelation. He speaks in line with what the Word of God has already declared. And he's able to bring the Word of God's understanding into a situation. Very much like a pastor, very much like a teacher, but more in a very surgical sense, individual sense. Then the apostle very often is an overseer or a bishop or someone who is out planting and starting churches. An apostle might even be uh, working in foreign lands like a missionary. Uh, we call them missionaries. You notice missionaries aren't, in, aren't uh, involved in those fivefold ministries in a specific sense because 
A missionary could be a teacher. A missionary could be a pastor. A missionary could be any of those. But usually a pastor is sort of a point person, someone who is breaking new ground. An apostle, I meant to say, is a point person breaking new ground uh, and also bringing back uh, instruction and, and blessings to the church. So what am I saying today concerning the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is a great person of the Godhead. And you and I need to discover what it is that the Holy Spirit wants from us. What's his design on our lives? What is his plan on your life? And it's easy to find out. You simply come before the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, what is it that you would have me to do? Okay? And then when you have heard from the Lord, amen, look for confirmation in his word and you will find it. Well, until next time, we'll talk more about this subject. But right now, uh, just continue to honor and praise and seek the Lord. And I know he'll bless you. Amen. God bless. Mm-hmm.